Not the Chuddle. Chuddle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. So good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hey, welcome to our intro of our podcast, Chuddle the Pod, a horror movie club. This is where you get to know me, Brian, and my co-occupants of the pod. Ross was supposed to be here, but he had some top secret shit to do in South America. And Sam. Sup? I'm not. What's going on? In South America. I am in North America, and that's what's going on with me. <laughs> and that's where I'll stay. Tonight, we're going to go ahead and take a look behind the mask as we watch... Behind the Mask, oh, The Rise of uh, Wesley Vernon from 2006. Let <laughs> me to uh, myself to introduce <laughs> myself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Had to leave it. Speaking of, we got our special coven, and a that is our Patreons. Um, that's speaking of, because we just covered Austin Powers for the patrons. Oh, that is so correct. So that's something that you can mm-hmm. get over there and be in the coven out. and listen to. We love get you. All sorts up, of bonus. Get some goodies. Bonus eps over there. Bonus eps for days at this point. Nah, nah, not days. I don't know. There's good stuff. There's plenty of it. <laughs> Get on it. Now, with most of tonight's club members present and accounted for, we're going to go ahead and crack open this goo book and officially begin tonight's shuttle. Give me that goo. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love it. That's gonna... <laughs> I still need a button for the give me the goo because I can't. That That's fun, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First order of business tonight, our spoiler-free synopsis. The next great psycho-horror slasher has given a documentary crew exclusive access to his life. He plans his reign of terror over the sleepy town of Glen Echo. Cool. There you go, and there you have it. And our toe tagline for this, which is fun, Jason, Freddy, Myers, we all need someone to look up to. Love it. Now... Love it. Exactly. It really tells it's you what perfect. the movie is <laughs> in a way, not <laughs> totally, like, but it like, it intrigues you. You kind of get what's happening. You're like, I need to see what that is and how that's yeah. executed. I'd say between hearing that synopsis and the tagline for it, I think it sets it up pretty good for it. Making this film is uh, Scott Glosserman. He also, he directed it. He also wrote it with David J. Steve, Steve, Steve. Still starring Nathan Basil as Leslie Vernon, Angela Gothels Gothels as Taylor Gentry, Robert England is popping in there as Doc Halloran, Scott Wilson as Eugene, Zelda Rubenstein as Mrs. Collinwood, Bridget Newton as Jamie, Kate Miner as Kelly, Ben Pace as Doug, Britton Spellings as Todd. And then we're going to get a whole bunch of other yeah. extras thrown in there. But those Don't are our really big hitters and our big players. I only know them in this. I, I actually looked to see if the actor who played Leslie Vernon was in anything else. It looks like he's like nope. produces a ton he's of like shit. He's like an acting coach. He's like an ex- executive producer actively to this day. But <laughs> Yeah, and then I was checking out, I would think I was checking out his Insta and stuff like that. But yeah, he actively does like acting classes and huh. stuff like that too. Yeah. So, which kind of, I, f- I really get a feeling of that <laughs> from his character. You get that vibe? <laughs> like the way he acts is, is like, this is how, I don't know. Yeah. It's I- very good. <laughs> like he's hitting the right kind of things for this character. And yes. it's very, it's like if you were giving this character, goes, you'd want to, 
take it in these directions. Right. Exactly. So, which was, the, yeah, a funny thing to think and say. And Scott Glosserman as well hasn't really done much either. Um, I think he does a bunch into yeah, producing. I think he has some sort of company right now too, doing mm-hmm. some other stuff as well. But I mean, this is really it. One of his credits he has is, oh, the only thing that he has that says upcoming is B, the letter B for TM, which I assume is supposed to be before the mask, like a, some sort of prequel. Oh, interesting. Who knows if that's been like, you know, yeah, or how long it's been for like years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was looking at uh, Angela Gothel's mm-hmm. IMDb uh, and it, she was in Home Alone, which was 16 years before this. So she's got to be one of the little kids. Oh, okay. Like sure. at the beginning of the movie. That which makes family. sense for one of the pieces of trivia that I learned about. And we'll get into later. <laughs> oh, great. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. She's wearing, like, I think mittens at one point, which have the same pattern as, like, some, I think, a hat that Kevin is wearing in Home Alone or something like oh, that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, there you go. How about that? I was like, why Spoilers, is this included? Jesus. Cool. <laughs> but I was like, why, why, what? Interesting piece of trivia. Robert England, oh, obviously. Also, she's in five Big episodes man. of 24. I don't remember who Maya Driscoll was. But I know if the you name. Do, Brian and I watched familiar. a lot of 24 together. We he actually two turned me to it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you can have the whole first season. College. <laughs> I sat there and watched that with you, I think, probably. Yeah, I think you did, yeah. You are like, yeah, you can't borrow stay it. It's too And not go to I'll, class. I'll watch just, it all with you. <laughs> I have to stay with it. I can't leave it. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, and uh, Robert England, obviously, he makes a, a appearance in here. Zelda Rubenstein, uh, people will know her name as well. Yes, of course. Of course. Poltergeist movies, is that it? Yes. Yes. It's time for the Goron. Fatality. All right. Uh, Gorometer for this one, I feel like is pretty, well, it is low. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like, I, I was going to go against... 2.5 and that was generous. That's what I did too. I gave but it a 2.5. I, I, 2.5, like, I feel like you can, only because there's like one... There's one particular, particular scene that's, that, yeah, right. the goriest. Otherwise, of, it's pretty tame. But even that, it's even that one yes. would be tame in the context of other movies. Yes. So this is not a for the gore hounds for sure. No. I mean, that's a pretty. I put two point five as well. One consistency, one point five intensity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Yeah. What is it? Who is the horror for? God damn, I got to know. <laughs> Who's this horror for? What are we, we, uh, are we prone this into? Uh, horror comedy freaks, of course. I said horror nerds and horror Yeah, comedy. horror fans yeah. of mm-hmm. fandom, horror freaks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's really going to be the best entry point yeah, for Slasher it. freaks, particularly. Slasher freaks, mockumentary, if you like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like a found world. footage, so it is more so like a mockumentary. Which is yes. interesting because um, we don't see that in horror. Well, uh, we actually I can't think of another movie last really. week. What was what happened in Hell House? That was a mockumentary. I suppose so, but it feels like a found using footage. it was using found footage, but it's presented in this mockumentary style, and all of them realistically are being told as like a documentary type thing. So, right, it's just different c- feeling though. It is a different feeling. Well, um, that's partly because why. of the the well, and then obviously matter. Get it not without getting to spoilers. The uh, 
go ahead and I feel we can say that the way the story is told changes in the third act. Yeah, it, it, well, the movie, it, it changes straight up with our first scene into the next scene of. Oh, of yeah, that's true. So you get with that feeling very right first away scene of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I where think it's I think, like shot like a real movie and then it goes to being a documentary. <laughs> mm-hmm, precisely. Which I mean, which those kind of almost feel like. It'd be funny if it kind of almost said like on the bottom left hand corner, like reenactment, like it feels like yeah, a reenactment of like that. a scene being set up like I, and that would work within the mockumentary style world. Anyway, I think those kind of hit pretty much on it. Realistically, it's best to have some knowledge and appreciation for the cliches of horror movies. Absolutely. Another one of those types of movies. How are you going to watch this? I think it plays well to either situation i mean loud and schlocky could be fun or whatever but i don't think it needs to be a loud rambunctious movie no if anything uh the the humor is so subtle that like uh, a room full of people it would get you lost miss, i feel yeah. like yeah yeah you, that makes sense. you need to you could watch it with people but you need to be like watching you can't be hanging you can't be hanging. I mean, that's probably how we first discovered it. So it is kind of fun to go back and then like find I all remember, these little other pieces. I don't know about watching it for the first time necessarily, but I know my friend, well, we'll get to it with our horror history. We'll be there very shortly for sure. And would you put this one for beginners? I said kind of only because like I said, if you have it a little bit be. of appreciation and knowledge of slashers yeah. and cliches and like that, you can so, have fun with it. Part of it, yeah, because you have to have that little bit of knowledge, but not necessarily have... Yes, it makes a whole bunch of references, but you don't need to get those references to enjoy the movie. You do need to know some of the cliches, though, and I feel like some of that you just absorb through pop culture. You wouldn't necessarily sure. have to have watched a ton of slashers to know to get some of the jokes that are in mm -hmm. here. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's go ahead and open our windows because I hear some wings of fluttering. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I have flown so far to tell, tell us not you. Much, right? Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Yeah, I agree with our Chuttle Harbinger of Doom. There's not much. Uh, it, it's pretty, yeah, like we said, with the gore, it's really tame and it doesn't really hit on any other gross things too hard. Content. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah. So watch it, because you know Easy. what we got to do is buckle up and head on over to... Spoiler Zone. We're in it and you love it. Here we are. Spoiler Zone. Hey. Let's do this. Uh, so you were briefly talking about your history and kind of, you don't remember what was your first viewing, but you remember what oh, you were about uh, to... My, uh, my friend and yours, Gabe told me about this and ah. I think I knew about it maybe even before it was coming out and wanted to see it. So mm -hmm. somehow I didn't have it on DVD, which I know I used, I had it at one point, but I must've loaned it to somebody before I moved it into my big like CD book of DVDs that's alphabetical. Cause there wasn't even a blank space for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up like buying it on Amazon, but um, watched it a ton back when it came out and then had it, really seen it in a long time because i watched it so much sure i never owned it i don't think and i'm sure i absorbed it through you somehow if mm. it when it came out in 2006 i don't remember if at that point 
We probably, probably watched it when we all lived together. I'm sure uh, that happened then. Yeah. It was a but few years later, but I never owned it because I think you always had it. And then for a little bit, it was in a weird period where oh no, it wasn't easily attainable for some reason. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now there's you know collector's edition Blu-ray and all that good stuff, so it's out there. You can rent it. I don't think it's streaming like for free anywhere, but it, it pops it's in not. and around. So that's yeah, where we're with Anyway, let's get to our IMD behind the scenes. And what was your history? Oh, you just said it. It's just kind of... Yeah, just... I kind of... It just was somehow around. I loved it. (laughs) I mean, it was something I absorbed, and we watched a whole bunch, like, once we were around it. Behind the scenes from the IMD. (laughs) 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 Let's talk about some shit. There's not that much for it that I got from there. Uh, First of all, this is Zelda Rubenstein's last movie. That she made, oh. uh, and the color, the character Kelly Curtis is a reference to Scream Queen Jamie Lee Curtis, who happens to have a sister named Kelly Curtis. A lot of referential stuff to it. So these are the little things that you would get out of knowing sure, all this yeah. other stuff. Uh, apparently, the town of Glen Echo is based on the real neighborhood Montgomery County in Maryland, where Scott Glosserman grew up, and I guess his uh, whatever it's called logo that he uses in the beginning of the film is like a carousel that's like this like fairground area that no was abandoned and was haunted or known oh. to be haunted type of thing so he used their Spooky. you know the, as stories go you know and that's pretty much it in terms of stuff up front because anything else worth noting we'll just talk about come once up we as do we it in the movie yeah exactly which is where oh. we are at. Rev, 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 movie talk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's kick it straight ahead into the movie. Uh, this pretty much opens up like kind of like a normal horror movie. Uh, we have our waitress, young, blonde, taking out trash into the shift out of a restaurant. Uh, spooky feeling. Somebody's peering around. She's getting eerie feelings. She Jeez. props open the door with a brick. Brick, yeah. And like See, is, notices is there something. A shape? Is there a shape over yeah, there? there? A shape in the bushes. And then all of a sudden the door slams shut. She looks back. And then looks back at the where the shape is. Nothing's there. Spooky. And that pretty much She's takes us out, into runs around the side. Yeah, our opening credits, yep. which. After that, or our opening credits are kind of spliced in between that. We get behind the mask, and then that takes us into the documentary style, where mm-hmm. it's opening up with a very much like well, it's, it's like a, a student news. film. Yeah, it's like it's university it's news, is what weird. she says. Okay, okay. So this is like some sort of thesis project or whatever it is, but right. it's it's a school project. That makes more and sense. Taylor Gentry, <laughs> and I mean she goes right into it talking about you know the 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 horror slashers out there you know there's mm-hmm. this man you know crystal lake and the community around it has been you know plagued by T- this killer yeah. that returns for 30 years and there's this elm street and there's a killer there even the residents have gotten so you know paranoid that they think he'll even get you in your dreams and you know mike yeah, myers yeah. and she's talking about all these legends as if they're real things at least four times she says yeah. for mike myers <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where we get uh, a cane hotter cameo on elm street yeah yeah there you go to, to their why are they there is, oh, is she's it just, just in elm talking house? about yeah she's like it's, it's the first segment shows a little bit of crystal lake second one shows right. freddie and she's like sir do you have anything to say so, about excuse me the sir. killings yeah. and murders or whatever and he's just like yeah whatever fucking goes in and close the door so mm-hmm. that's fun and then 
yeah, talking about Mike Myers as well. And so this is a world in which these serial, these fucking our slashers that we know are real, apparently. Right. Seemingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm that's like, oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Set in a universe where all the big bads exist. Chucky's mm-hmm. name is dropped later in the film. So it's just like, just assume like if it's a known slasher that they exist in the reality of this movie. So that's what's going to take us to the Leslie Vernon. And he's going to be the next big killer. I mean, he wants to live up to the reputation of these guys and be like one mm-hmm. of them. And he has decided to allow this documentary crew to come along and document the process of what yeah. it's like to go on a killing spree as a slasher. Never before seen sneak yeah. peek from mm-hmm. one of these. We get to go behind the mask if you will <laughs> and uh yeah i love how they go to meet him when they they show up at his house and mm-hmm. he's no one's answering the door and what did they just see something around the corner of the shed and they run, run over there, there and nothing's there and that wait up in the second floor there's somebody somebody in the window uh-huh. and then yeah the the curtain moves and then they run back to the door and and pops out <laughs> pops just, out uh, he spooks him but then he just turns into this hey, like fun, friendly yeah. guy, like he's just very like charismatic, super, super, yeah, charismatic, nice, mm-hmm. nice fella, nice, nice fella. And then he starts. So, so I mean, they're obviously uneasy, but you know, he's very good at disarming mm-hmm. and opening up and, and getting into. So he takes him into the home, showing off his turtles and his books huh. and stuff. And when he mentions Church and Zoe. His yeah. his turtles. Uh, those Zoe? are names of the resurrected pets from Pet Cemetery franchise. Church being the ah. cat from Pet Cemetery, Zoe being the dog from Pet Cemetery, two. Cool. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, he goes this yeah. church. And this is Zoe. <laughs> uh, um, you can pet the well. Actually, not that one. You can pet this one though. It's like I only keep pets I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, these little guys haven't died yet, so. <laughs> And then this, I mean, yeah. So this is just all like, that's that that that's what is different with and like documentaries, though, not turtles. Anyway, one of them, yeah. Well, I noticed one of them definitely was uh, the other one. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. they're land, they're, they're land creatures. Land. <laughs> well, tortoises are all tortoises are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises. I thought <clears throat> yeah, turtles were water guys and tortoises were land guys. Yeah, yeah, but I think it, I don't know. I feel like I looked it up at one point that they somehow I don't know. This is turtle talk, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to you after what if the it's break. Teenage Mutant Ninja Tortoises. I mean, I'd watch almost. It. I'd be there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Porpoise. That's <laughs> almost Street Sharks. Yeah. Well, that, that's the rival. Okay. I'm there for it. They, they, teenage kill Street Ninja Sharks. Porpoises kill Street Sharks <laughs> for real. <laughs> That's the street shark's biggest fear is the teenage mutant ninja porpoise. No doubt about it. Uh what defeats anyway. Where were we? Let's just take him into the yeah. library. He's got and the books, off. yeah. And she's like, a lot of these are like medical textbooks. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I don't read Grey's Anatomy for fun or whatever. Yeah. So it's all, so you know, going back to the, the craft, to the work. Mm-hmm. And he 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 wants to show them off because you know when he really likes all these he has a bunch of Houdini books and magic mm-hmm. books Slide and he likes magic tricks. That's the fun stuff. 
exactly so like to the camera he's like or he asks the taylor the interviewer he's yeah. like do you have a deck of cards she's like no no he's like and he goes to the camera do you have a deck of cards he's like no why would i he's like why don't you check your left front pocket yeah yeah exactly so like, this is just like it's it's the fun juxtaposition of obviously he's talking about being a slasher and living up to the greats mm-hmm. but he's just like this completely disarming fun charismatic guy absolutely love it yeah perfect teach that to me in an acting class please (laughs) (laughs) so then we set up for like kind of like a traditional looking sit down interview uh and ultimately this leads her to asking well how do you do this like what how do you do it and Mm -hmm. he's like well let's go i'll show you and then they get up and go to leslie's old house the old farmhouse oh yeah no this is when they're going to the place and he's like so there's this story about uh this house the house and on the anniversary of his death uh all the local kids dare each other to spend a night here at the old farmhouse but this year leslie plans to reappear yeah. That's like the yeah. setup for everything. Every year he's like, yeah, all the kids come here every year on, on the anniversary of my death. He's like, but this year I will reappear. <laughs> <laughs> the way he does it, it's as the the acting coach thing is so in my head now because I feel like that is how you would be taught to act that line. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. And it, and it feels so perfect for this character i mean i I love leslie vernon as a character is hilarious of course yeah and then this is when he gets into step one an anchor for the legend so this is where he kind of talks about like what his legend is and we get the apple orchard with you know tilling the soil on a fucking blood moon harvest moon harvest moon and then the blood will come up and then there's the other legend of like can't move through it it's so thick mm mm-hmm you, uh, if you're quiet enough on the night, you'll hear his mother's body swinging in the trees, and then they get real in quiet. Orchard. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, not tonight, silly, <laughs> or whatever he is." He's I'm like, just messing, I'm with, just you. messing like, with you. That's gonna be in a month. Get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is when we cut to the word. His legend is what that he. What did he do? He killed the dad. And then Ooh. the mob, mob took the son and threw him off the bridge. The and then waterfall the mom killed herself. Yeah, and is he was thrown into the cold waterfall waters and mm-hmm. left to die. And yeah, all sorts of I don't know traditional legend. You know yeah. the traditional stuff. Killed by the townspeople exactly because he was like a bad seed. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we cut to. Him punching the bag and working out and talking yeah. about, do you have no idea how much cardio I have to do? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and Love like, it. It, it's perfect. This whole thing of making it like, he's talking about like, like the whole thing of making it look like you're walking while everybody else is running their asses off. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, exactly. I think that was in the trailer for this. That would make sense. Because I do remember being like excited for this to come out and i feel but it like it wasn't coming to theaters or anything you know what i mean it mm-hmm. was just like you had to be into horror into in 2006 to know about it and at this point i mean i was super excited with this scene because then it le- lends more to what i guess the movie is and doing that's like yes of course yeah let's talk about like all the things that don't make sense in a horror movie and how you're going to try to make them sense mm-hmm. that that was that I mean, I think that was one of the standout things to it. Again, the peering behind the mask and liking and 
delving into the cliches of a horror movie good stuff yeah agreed i i the 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 line about you already mentioned it but the line about the how hard it is to look like you're walking while everybody else is running their asses off has stayed with me Mm -hmm. for 17 years whatever it's been however long i've seen this i always kind i always think that in slashers now of like yeah absolutely that instance of watching it whenever this, it occurs which is mostly a michael myers thing mm-hmm. and, but still michael myers maybe some jason stuff like that depending jason runs a lot yeah, 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 yeah. Depends. depending on the jason yeah, sometimes depends what he's on the doing jason, how he's feeling sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if he's jumping up to second stories all that kind of stuff right this leads us to the school scope out where they're kind of like chilling in the van looking at like the teen groups and everything step two find a target group great scene yeah awesome scene he's like yeah you got the the jocks all over here they're gonna be great running around have a chase i like when he talks about your bread and butter right there Mm -hmm. the the girl is the key but she has to have a supporting cast the stoners Mm -hmm. the guys that are slow those are good to pad your numbers pad your numbers with (laughs) yeah Yeah. absolutely they're a little late late in the game yeah (laughs) yeah you gotta have a good mix of all these different yes um groups or all these different types of people have to Mm -hmm. hang in one group and then there's the survivor girl, which is so funny because this is, if this were made today, it would be final girl. Like, I feel like yeah, the sure. proliferation of the term hadn't like reached its peak yet. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not really. Not as like kind of big as it is now. It's a much more well-known term between horror and non-horror fans. I think right. at this point are able to recognize it. And truly understand that but yeah so he's he's yeah talking about the final girl essentially and what mm-hmm. that is and how he can sense that she's a virgin <laughs> and yeah. he's like what you can't just tell i could totally tell and then they she kind of like looks and he's she like did you see that how we sensed each other he's like super mm-hmm. excited about like this having this tell connection. me you got that you got that tell me you got mm-hmm. that <laughs> and if you notice that when they're doing that whole little thing, there's a part where the girl's walking in the background. There's like three girls in like white dresses, jumping rope. Like, oh, I didn't. I've yeah. never noticed that. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, they're chilling right, in the yeah. back doing their thing over there. Great. But uh, this isn't the girl. Leslie already has a girl picked out in Glen Echo. He's just showing them the process. This takes us to our final girl that he has essentially picked out uh, over at the restaurant. This right. is... Yeah, because he... He, he's it's kind of like a cooking show he's he's already had it in the oven and now they get to he does not like that analogy <laughs> he does not like that analogy that's an analogy the cameraman makes about it he's like no that couldn't be this girl like uh, i don't need so much more prep I, we'd be way behind yeah so the yeah. cameraman makes like that joke and, yeah leslie is not <laughs> happy about it oh, yeah. taylor's like come on come on come on guy so this does take us to our real deal. He's like, this is the real deal now. And they're in it. This is where we really meet Kelly, Kelly Curtis. Yeah. Um, he, she's like, can we talk to her? And he's like, no way. Definitely Absolutely can't talk. Not. No wiggle room on That's, this stuff. This yeah. is like the process right here. Like hands off. Can't do it. This is when he starts talking about step three, which is a flyby. And he talks about this setup. And then we get it that this is the first scene from the movie the movie with the waitress in the beginning 
we now mm-hmm. see what the setup is for that. Uh, so he knows her whole routine of how she takes out the garbage. So the prick that she uses, he knows to tie a like a fishing line around fishing it so line. he can mm-hmm. pull that out. So that will cause the, the you know the door to slam. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what, Taylor, you're actually gonna. You're here. Let's do this together. You can help me out. I'm going to have you stand over here and you'll pull that that. Yeah, you can pull the brick. brick. Normally yeah. I do it, but you're here so you can do it. <laughs> and it's and just like, uh, I'm going to give away a spoiler here because we're in the spoiler territory. So it ultimately it turns out that Taylor is his survival girl, not mm-hmm. this girl Kelly who he's introducing. Right. And all these bits where he's getting Taylor to participate in it are like tests part of his test to make sure this they're like vibing and that she's his survivor Mm -hmm. girl i feel like this is like the first big one maybe oh sure yeah it's oh sure it's (laughs) it's yeah it's on the second one you know that like when he's like when he says that to her like i'm gonna need you to do this part for me it's part of his like Mm -hmm. game yeah yeah there's definitely certain you have no idea yeah i certainly pick that out (laughs) <laughs> no idea the first time around. It, it's such a fun reveal at the end when we do that flip in the third act. Mm-hmm. This cuts to shots from the opening scene. Then it essentially cuts to them after the encounter. And Leslie is super excited. And Taylor gets hugs for helping. She's still kind of like, she's excited and like really oh starting to open yeah. up. But still a little bit like, but hasn't ultimately leading to like, some she, people like, dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's not totally under his spell of like, Mm-hmm. he's such a fun guy and like i'm sort of forgetting that we're murdering people the cameramen are at this point it seems like oh yeah. absolutely <laughs> they love them yeah. yeah they're like leslie's the fucking man <laughs> <laughs> so after this encounter happens where they're leaving someone like a random car rolls up to the restaurant they're like they're who's that he's like i don't know some guy and they drive away Next, we get to our meeting with Eugene and Jamie. Uh, Eugene, he's an old pro in the biz. Now, it's not directly referenced in the movie, but, um, and Ross would like this, Eugene is supposed to be an older version of Billy from Black Christmas. Oh, is he? Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I was like, oh, I was just indiscriminate about numbers. You like... Yeah, yeah, he's one of the first guys you know, in the do 60s, it like 70s. These guys doing where stuff. we're like planning it out and finding mm-hmm. the girl and teasing <laughs> this whole story. It's like we just went out and killed as many as we could. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. And that is, uh, what is it, Scott Wilson? Mm. I forget the actor's name. He's uh, in The Walking Dead. He's, yes. I believe he was Herschel. Herschel. Yeah. Yeah, you might know him from that. So. This is, I love this whole thing too, because again, it's opening us up to more of our like kind of, you know, the big slasher guys kind of having this fun, friendly attitude. It's all family. It's all friends and all that stuff. So Eugene. This is his mentor Mm -hmm. who, (laughs) when we meet him, we first meet his wife, right before we meet his wife, uh, Leslie's about to tell us how hot she is and they open the front door, um, which is just a fun little moment. Uh, mm-hmm. But then she's like, oh, he's in the uh, sleep, not sleep deprivation, the sense deprivation tank. Can you go get him? I've been meaning to do it, but I'm like losing track of time. And in this sensory deprivation tank is like apparently buried under the ground. Yeah, they start walking <laughs> into the woods and he's like, here, just grab a shovel. Just start digging right there. And they're like <laughs> digging down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's way under there. And they're like, so if she's like, if he's retired, why does she... St- 
did he still do this? It's like, you know, I don't know. It's a great question. Because the whole reason was to make it look so he can make it look like he's dead is why yeah, he yeah. says he's in the Leslie's sensory like talking like, like you know thing. those monks that can like slow their heartbeats down like four beats yeah. a minute or some shit right and it's, yeah. it's in case he needs to do that mm-hmm. at like when he's sl- doing his slashing so, so they, yeah, they, they get they him get out him. yeah and he's like well what time is it and they're like 6 30 or whatever he's like oh is it tuesday he's like Tuesday? What? No, it's Thursday. You've been in there for two days? It's like, you didn't tell us he was in there for two days? And they get him out and he's like totally sort of out of it, but pretty no, He recovers pretty quick. It. Yeah. I think he just needs a quick shower and he's lovely little good. couple and yeah, yeah. supportive. That thing if, he's working on. The little thing you work on. It's very brief, but also within that scene when they're first walking up to the house, there's a familiar looking yellow car Um seen throughout the evil dead movies that's supposed to be a little homage there you kind of see the tail end of it but that's what that's supposed to be too got it um so at this point yeah we get them kind of just again it's this talking a little bit of interviewing asking about what it's like to be an old pro everyone's it's this wholesome dinner feeling eugene starts Mm -hmm. talking about the old days and there's a point when they're talking as well um one of the, the I forget what the thing's called the puzzle box from Hellraiser could be seen sitting on one of the tables in the background as well oh so they, they got that huh. thing if they want to experience fucking ultimate pleasure or whatever it is I don't know I don't, I don't know it's all sweaty not my universe not my not my universe <laughs> <laughs> and then he he um they're kind of shuffling out, getting ready to end of the night and everything. And uh, Eugene has a little talk with Leslie, you know, have you found your red herring and all this kind of stuff? And that's when we get a setup for our next scene, which is, oh, yeah, she likes to go to the library a lot. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm planning to do everything here. I can, you know, make the next move, make the next big step in yeah. this whole plan. And it's like, yeah, I'm thinking about killing one of her friends. And mm, yes. Eugene's like, whoa, I want to take that step yet. Like, it could be too much too soon. Does she know anybody? Is there anybody that's like kind to her or like does something? She, the wife's like, well, what about the library? Is there a librarian? She's like, there's one that lets her stay late sometimes. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's that is it. perfect. That's what you need. So, this library scene, love it because this gets into just more of the shit that happens in in these movies basically leslie has made a fake article that is pointing to her to kelly kelly has a like great Great. uncle or something Mm -hmm. that uh raped supposedly raped leslie vernon's mom mother Right, and he was the baby of that rape, and, but the photo in the paper of the great uncle is Kelly, just made to look like a man. That's a computer generated like a image. Yeah. We all a do it. A lot of what we do is CG, <laughs> CGI. Do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's made this fake article, so he has to cut that out and and get needs to place that to her as well. Place it somewhere strategically for her mm-hmm. to find. Exactly. He replaces the microfiche mm-hmm. the the new the newsreel he knows the news clipping he knows will be too old to be in the computers. So it's going to be a microfiche. He replaces the microfiche reel with one 
further connecting with more of the article or but more yeah. stuff to it yeah a, a more fabrication because because mm-hmm. she's going to find the article so she's going to go to the librarian and the librarian is going to say we're going to have that on the microfiche and then they're going to yeah. both go over there and that's this is just more pointing out of what happens in a horror movie how you kind of get exposition of stuff he's just like laying it out here he's like yeah we plan for all that exposition to happen yeah basically. he's like i gotta set it up set and it then, all up yeah this is at the, also the point where he's like this is the point of no return you can either stay or go if you're coming with me you're really in it now and stuff's happening so mm-hmm. leslie sneaks he gets near kelly places the article i love the way like he a, sneaks the way he gazelle. runs around is so funny to me <laughs> like he'll like yeah it's like very uh like exaggerated ninja is the best way i can mm-hmm. put it and like the way he'll like roll around and the way his movements are he, is so fun. He's very good at controlling his body in a certain way. Yeah. That absolutely. makes these very swift. Simula- it makes it seem know, like, like it would be a quiet way humorous. of moving quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. Anyway, leads us to, again, he's explaining the microfiche going to the librarian this leads to, I know, one of Sam's favorite lines from this One of movie. my all-time favorites. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so they're sitting uh, behind, like, obviously they're in the library. Books are everywhere. And yeah, books he's explaining what, this whole situation. What, what What's the last thing he says right before that? Oh, fuck. Do you know? I don't have I don't, it. I don't remember the exact thing. He's kind of like, he's basically It's all in motion. He's like, he tells the planet, he's like, so now it's all going to happen. Paradise Lost. Found it. <laughs> There's a copy of Paradise Lost behind him. Well, it seems like Paradise Lost found it because Paradise Lost seems like it could have been a comment he m- is making on everything he just said mm-hmm. or everything that's about to happen or something. And then he's just like, found it the way he sort of sing song says it and pulls it off the shelf behind him what i appreciate is the acting that he does in that situation because he makes it feel like because right before he says it he like looks and then he kind of looks at the books behind him like he just notices mm. paradise losses there and thinks of it in the moment it felt like mm-hmm. so that I'm, just again the charm of leslie Even vernon is able it. to yeah. see paradise lost behind him <laughs> he's like Paradise Lost. <laughs> Grab it. Found it. Found it. So good. Paradise so good. Lost. Found it. <laughs> so good. All right. Cut two. We're going to cut to the real movie feel. The cinematic. Yes. Where it's now in. It's like you're watching a real movie. It's not this documentary anymore. And it's uh, everything that Leslie described happening of Kelly finding the newspaper clipping going to talk to the librarian librarian said oh it's not on there we got to go to microfiche mm-hmm. pulling the microfiche um although in leslie's version he's like the librarian will say something like oh don't worry it's an old story um and in this version she's like oh yeah everybody knows about that like he was killed and these mm-hmm. things and she just she lays a lot of the exposition down yeah she and lays then, it all out but Leslie then, appears. Yeah, Leslie yeah. makes his appearance and goes to like kill the librarian. And Aunt Pops out pulps. <laughs> Fucking Robert England. Robert England? Looking As like uh <laughs> Donald know, Pleasance. Donald Pleasance, Real, yeah. Uh, Dr. Loomis character I mean, purposely from the Halloween series. Designed that obviously. Way. Obviously. Yeah, like, it's yeah. clearly supposed to be 
Freddy is Dr. Loomis. But we learn, we're eventually going to learn his name is Doc Halloran. And mm-hmm. they are, he is what is called an Ahab. So this yes. excites the hell out of Leslie. And he is like super excited that he has an Ahab. He has essentially mm-hmm. his good versus Leslie that is the evil. He has the. So he does kill the librarian here, though. I'm pretty right? sure. We just like don't see it at all, but she right. falls over in a way to imply he had stabbed her. We don't even see a swing in motion, though. It's kind of. Yeah. I don't this love is it. one of those. <laughs> kills that's not really yeah that's the thing that this movie really lacks is like more to the kills i guess yeah well it's even i like yes it lacks goo but it lacks even sort of basic storytelling to to this kill in my opinion like it leaves some things to be like wait what exactly just happened which it shouldn't be that vague you know (laughs) sure no i agree yeah i wasn't necessarily saying like yeah the goo thing about it kind of what you were saying to it i would have loved more goo and well obviously that's kind of be my answer to the question but Mm -hmm. some of the kills did feel lacking yeah oh yeah what are you gonna do shrug shrug emoji (laughs) (laughs) this takes us back to well quick back to eugene's they're watching the playback of the videos and everything uh leslie's talking about his ahab super excited taylor's like what the hell's an ahab you're fucking keep screaming this that's where yeah. they explain that he's you know the opposite he's, to him you know yeah the good versus basically evil. the opposite of everything that's evil he represents everything that's good in this world um and having an ahab is a very good thing <laughs> I love the the like the roll backwards and jump up that he does in that like yes just like, he's so excited again that's the, the moving with his body so elegant yeah. oh and yeah absolutely like a theater you know coach <laughs> <laughs> this takes us over to the diner uh, where the crew teaches has stage decided- combat as well I'm sure yeah yeah oh god <laughs> do you think he was um a stunt kid. Yeah, maybe. All right. The crew decides to go and meet with Kelly, who, or they want to go into the restaurant. Well, they're going to, they're like undercover. They're not going to meet her, but they want to, I guess, interact with her a little bit. And while they're there, um, Taylor starts to be like, we got to tell her, right? We can't not fucking tell her. This is insane. Mm -hmm. And the, camera guys are like uh we said we want to interfere this would be interfering we can't do that while they're having this conversation someone else was in the restaurant that noticed him there and mm-hmm. comes over it's doc doc halloran so he approaches and he's like why are you following her i know you're following her do you know where leslie is you don't know the whole truth that's not even his real last name his last name is mancuso yeah so we learned that like different the things are what they not, seem Leslie's yeah, not, Leslie's not giving us the whole picture exactly. um yeah yeah why they follow this girl and they're just like all right we're getting the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> and leslie's mad he knows he knows what they did mm-hmm. and yeah, he confronts her rule. about yeah one rule and this also leads Taylor to confronting leslie about the truth yeah she mentions leslie mancuso and he does mm-hmm. not like that no like no, choke slams her upset. against the van. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that takes us back to the farmhouse. So now we get like a like, oh yeah, this guy's a killer. This is the first yeah. time we've seen anything other than like fun Leslie. We we've got the shots in the movie where I guess he kills the lady, but this is uh, 
the first time, you know, as we've interacted with him where it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to kill people. Yeah, the charm <laughs> uh, goes away. We get a peek behind the mask. Uh, oh, <laughs> mo- are you telling me there's multiple meanings? There's multiple masks. Anyway. <laughs> we all wear masks. We all wear masks. Metaphorically so, speaking. This takes us to the farmhouse. Leslie wants to take the crew through the house to show them how it's all going to go down and laying out a bunch of the different, I don't know, rules, what's good, what's not good, how I'm going to do this, limit Stoners your time will inside. Be here. A horny yeah. couple come here, can get them. This is a closet space. It's sacred. It's yeah. symbolic of the womb. Mm-hmm. You're safe there. <laughs> You're innocent. Does that make you pro-life, Leslie? <laughs> just kind of looks anyway. Is what it says. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he starts talking about, you know, it's all going to start in the bedroom. Uh, they're, the, the couple's going to come up here to start knocking boots and he's going to off them, stage the area. So it's all sudden talking about, you know, how you see slashers go throughout movies yep. and it's just stage them so that it doesn't look like they were killed. So it doesn't blow his cover early too soon you know, yeah you don't want it going off yeah. too soon he has like this little remote control that's rigged up to the, the, the switch off and off yeah, <laughs> yeah. <For> the, <laughs> the fuse box the house. so turn yeah. it on and off he puts dead batteries and all the flashlights in the house mm-hmm. so none of those are really going to work he saws like the tree limbs outside of the mm-hmm. windows on the second story so that if they try and climb them they'll break nails windows shut yep wouldn't they just break the windows you know, you would think so. You would think so. But no. <laughs> no. When they do, it's only on the second floor. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So. One of those great plays on, yeah, horror mm-hmm. tropes there. So basically, Leslie's just keeps going, laying out the plan piece by police. Kids are going to go down to the cellar, check the breaker, but while they're down there, one's going to get distracted. I'm going to kill one. That's going to allow one to go up and scream and start go the Go and set the, set yeah. the alarm, yeah. Uh, yeah, then he talks about the whole th- reaching for a big, long, hard weapon. Come on, she's empowering herself with cock. <laughs> she's grabbing my. It's very uh-huh. phallic. It's very powerful. Yeah. So there's this symbolism. Whole... She's like, so you're a pro-life and a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> what is the? It's like I get the sense that you want her to. Oh, is it the shed? Where it's like, it he talks about the shed and how it's symbolism again and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, only Kelly can go in the shed. Anybody right. else that goes in there, he's going to have to kill. Gonna and post the cameraman's like, it sounds like you want Kelly to go to the chest. And he's like, yeah. Yes, and he when they take why. that cut back. And they're like, wait, we need to get that back because Taylor should have done it. He's like, Taylor asked and he's like, that's correct, Taylor. Just the way, again, <laughs> yes, the delivery. It's perfect. She's like, spot I get on. the feeling that uh, she's supposed to go into there. Yeah. That's correct, Taylor. <laughs> 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 it's it, it, beautifully played and mm-hmm. after we get this this whole kind of setup for the uh, everything we we learned about so axes being pre-cut the, sledgehammers getting loose yeah everything in through the, the orchard is yonic. all the weapons in the front of the shed have been mm-hmm. um tampered what's with it called yeah so that you know maybe they get one good shot in and then but they're all gonna fail all, yeah and it's and all planned are, that way right yeah, exactly and then run through the Orchards, which represent the birth canal, mm-hmm. and to Yonic, this... Yonic symbolism is what I believe he says. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like uh, Yonic, uh, opposite of phallic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and that's kind of like what to it is the hope for the perfect night. Go to the apple processing mm-hmm. 
It, yeah, it's all got to take <laughs> that takes us all the way to to the shed, which I believe has I don't know something to do with it. But he's like pressing apples, and he's like, "This is going to be you know the big payoff at the end and everything." Yeah. She's like, "What are you going to do with that?" Well, I'm going to crush these apples here and make some juice out of it or whatever. <laughs> like just throwing in that little Leslie joke, right? You yeah. know, as you're talking about a head getting squished, essentially. So we're going to prep for the night now. It starts with kind of Eugene leaving the, the moment where they're leaving Eugene's and she's kind of like, well, how do you escape? Do you have any advice for like a victim, essentially? And he's just basically like, run like a motherfucker. Don't try to hide. We're going to yeah. find you. Don't try to fight. Don't try to fight. We're going to win. Just yeah. run. Just beeline for whatever. She's Pick like, a well, spot what if you're to run to and run yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then we get a nice little, you know, Leslie put it on makeup in his little concoction of... yeah. Restricts the blood vessels. Preparation H or whatever. And yeah. a little flame retardant. He's like, plus like I mixed in my own flame retardant. Yeah. <laughs> I always love that joke. And Leslie is just, you know, he's kind of talking about the whole process and it's all kind of coming together. He's really taking a moment to take a step back and appreciate the moment, the situation. And he's just really happy. He's really, really happy. Everything's kind of almost perfect right now. And he starts tearing up and he shares a little moment with Taylor <laughs> and I'm trying to remember uh, by this point there are other moments where like he's I think let Taylor try and get out of it or not be involved and she keeps agreeing to everything yeah and there, it's all part of his cat like mouse tango yeah. yeah the little tango that he's doing with her so we've prepped for the night the night is time to get started the kids are in the house they're getting all fucking liquored up and everything the the party starting mm-hmm. the crew and leslie are chilling in like the waiting area be- by the bedroom where the first kill is all supposed to happen and mm-hmm. it's time to go it's it's time to dance with the devil <laughs> and leslie puts on his mask and takes his little hand scythe and kills whoever's in that room and we hear you know we don't see anything we just hear slashes and blood and screaming yep. off screen and this what at this point, this is definitely the crew's freaked out. Taylor is not okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and and the Leslie's coming back pumped. Happens. He's all yeah, excited. Yeah, really quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and goes to like touch Taylor, and she like kind of like freaks out and walks away. And he's like, "All right, outside, everyone out. We got to go yeah. out." And he's like pushing him out. He's like, "You, you got to leave. You got that look in your Sorry. eye. Like we should be doing something. Yep. So get out of here." And they say their goodbyes. He wishes them the best of luck and. The documentary is done. And this is when we get that kind of the switch to no more documentary type footage. It's all going into the, the cinematic Yes, at the end of the movie. And Taylor, she's not Third ready to let this begins. go down. Third back again. She's like, I'm not ready. We can't just let these people die. We just let two people die. We can't let more people die. We got to fight back now. She's like, we know his plan. We know what is supposed to happen. So we should be able to stop all those events mm-hmm. from happening. And she's like, we got to let them know what's going on. So this is when they go in the house. Some yeah, stoners all makes sense. chilling in the house. They're first, just like, sitting on the couch, not talking, staring off into space. I was like, in this dark ass house, it's where there's such nothing. a like horror movie depiction of uh-huh. stoners. This is like, I don't, 
I don't know any stoner who just gets stoned and sits on the couch and stares off into space. I can't imagine anything more boring, no matter how stoned you are. It's 2006. That should be on other drugs. An abandoned house. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're just chilling. They're like, so where, where, they're like, where's Kelly? And Kelly's upstairs. Uh, she went with her, you know, jock boyfriend or whatever. And so they run upstairs to go find Kelly. Lo and behold, she's not a virgin. She is... She is fucking riding in a yeah, in a ridiculous she is really going at it in a way that is clearly not your first time. <laughs> exactly, it's ridiculous to that point to be like, yeah, this is not a virgin. So this is where you get your first inclination of like, wait a minute, if you know, what's the plan here? And you kind of like start understanding there might be something bigger at play than what Leslie's mm-hmm. been telling him because obviously he has been lying <laughs> the whole time like his origin story all that kind of shit we find right, out it's all is bullshit up. it's all made up mm-hmm. he's in a mental institution in reno or something that yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever that doesn't matter it's like, mm-hmm. i'm making a story that they uh their business is fear mm. so kelly's not a virgin and then uh, leslie starts to adjust the plan and starts killing they try to escape in the van but no luck there and I mean, at this point, it gets almost not convoluted, but it's it's just kind of everything that Leslie is explaining, like all these little details, you know, this person runs away at this point and gets killed here. Like the kills are so not grandiose that they're not memorable. Yeah, at all. <laughs> at all. Like people are yeah. dying at this point, but it's, it's mm-hmm. also like not really <laughs> like he's a lot of implied death exactly so all this is happening todd has decided one of the cameramen todd has decided that he's going to try to run away and he's like leslie's like no one gets away right so he starts running come on come and it's get one me of the number one rule so then you know this is kind of where we get you know him running real fast and leslie walking slow doing his little yes. you know he gets to that's do where the, the cardio thing. comes into play and Todd ends up running into the fucking bloody field, gets stuck in the mud. And th- this is a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty impactful scene in the sense that it's Todd. I would agree. Getting kind of like choked out or whatever it is, pulling off yeah. Leslie's mask. Like, look at me, man. Just look at me. Like, come on. We so were, come we, on. It's me. Like, it's me. It's We've Todd. been together for, you know, yeah. a month or whatever now. Like, it's Todd. It's Todd. And then fucking you see that like, it's just that different. Mm-hmm. You know, different face on face. Leslie when the mask is pulled up. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's not the same guy. That's not. And he just fucking snaps his neck, presumably. You presumably. just hear it. You don't see mm-hmm. anything. This Pulls is when mask back on. Taylor's starting to realize. Cool design that, on the mask. He looks cool oh, as yeah. the Leslie Vernon. I like it. Overall. Yeah. Scared. Overall guy. Redneck guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taylor's starting to realize that she's the final girl as well. Uh, more kids are starting to get killed. And then this is when Halloran finally shows up, but he gets stabbed pretty quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Taylor runs away into the orchard. So all, like all the, you know, what's supposed to be happening is happening. She also does go into the shed, but she goes towards the back of the shed and grabs an axe. Yep. That's mm-hmm. there and runs out. And then that's when she runs into the orchard. But that axe was also messed with, presumably, Indeed. right? Yeah. Yeah. Presumably. Because he probably, you know, because he told her they were in the front. So he's like, I know that she's going to go to the back, the back. So I got to fuck with those ones too. Once it's because mm-hmm. if it all goes according to plan and it never does. Yes. But if it does, speaking of according to plan. Oh, hey guys. A ruse has <laughs> entered the chat. 
according yeah. to plan. I'm I'm so sorry, guys. I was actually uh, I I part time as a cameraman. I was actually uh, at the uh, behind the sauce, the rise of Teddy Spaghetti. It went south very quickly. Oh goodness! Mm. Wow, mm. we're okay. we're glad to have you back. I'm glad you made it. Yes, I'm the only one actually. Well, I oh. mean, kind of where we're at in this movie here. It's not we don't actually get a final girl. We get final people. That's true. Yeah, we get like a final group. <laughs> So so Taylor runs into the orchard. This ultimately leads them to that fucking shack with the juice press in it. Yes. She <laughs> has her final confrontation with Leslie and she fucking grabs his manhood and stabs him with it. His manhood being she his does. hand scythe. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. hanging off his yes. head. Uh, he's um, got her. She grabs it, stabs him with it. Have we made any curved jokes? Any kind of like low hanging curve scythe jokes? No, it's the first time it's no. come up. So, oh, not for Leslie. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Aren't you glad I showed up? <laughs> okay, but yeah, then then, oh, then yeah. stabs him with the manhood. Stabs mm-hmm. him. Is able to wiggle man to the fucking juice press and just starts cranking down, cranking his head down, right. crank that head down, boy, crank that head down, and then he's like Taylor. <laughs> I knew you were the one. I, yeah. um, Meanwhile, he's fucking, totally hard down there, like, yeah. <laughs> I, knew, yeah. I knew you had it in you. Yeah, no. He, I mean, this is this is what he wanted. This is all perfect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, according to plan. And with so one final twist, fucking, she yells, "Ah!" and has conquered. And conquers the whole deal. She makes some juice, and <laughs> makes some then, juice. Grabs a can of fucking gas, starts fucking splashing that everywhere, mm-hmm. lights that on fire, and burns the place down. That's when we realize that um, what's his name, Doug, the other other cameraman, mm-hmm. cameraman. was like, he tried to save Taylor. He was like, I "Can't let you do this. I love her." And he's just like walks up and <laughs> it like with one hand smacks him in the head against the wall. He knocks out like he's doesn't out. break stride. It's part of that mm-hmm. great Focal. Leslie Vernon movements <laughs> movement charm we're saying leslie vernon has very good m- like gymnastic, gymnastic skill the way he I, moves is nimbly i would give yes, him nimbly. very nimble it's an elegance mm-hmm. there's an elegance yeah. nimble the insane amount of cardio it takes he's an acting coach teacher so now the guy really so does we, that make sense that, 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 that absolutely you know that absolutely makes sense can we all get lessons <laughs> from him I would love to do that. Probably. We just gotta fork off fork off. Fork off. <laughs> gotta fork off enough money. <laughs> how much how much press cider will it take for us to get acting? So he is pressed, he is cider, he is lit up on fire, and we walk off with Doug and Dr. Doc Halloran, he's still alive. His stab wasn't deadly and it's a flesh they wound. Limp off. Yeah, he made it. Meet up with Taylor and we get our credits. Which is the song Psycho Killer mm-hmm. playing to Discus. a morgue security cam footage, which is for the majority of the time just some dude in a morgue, you know, fucking doing some work, doing some paperwork. He pulls out, you know, Leslie's body there. Leslie's body's just fucking chilling. And then right at the end, does our Boop. classic, you know, sit straight up. Looks around. Mm, so good. See, this is what you would expect a coroner's or like a, a that office to do on like, say, Friday the 13th, part four, where they're having sex on top of the dead bodies. This guy was actually just doing his job. And then 
a corpse mm, pops up. Mm-hmm. But in true fashion of this movie, the guy doesn't get killed or anything. No. <laughs> no thing nope. happened there. <laughs> Leslie just gets up and does a little turn and look. And that's, then and that's it. Mm-hmm. So we I did. did. I had to go to Leslie Nathan Basil's, Basil's page real quick just to see what's going on on the IMDb because I knew he was doing stuff. He uh, was the post-production coordinator for Deadliest Catch for 109 episodes. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. For Storage Wars for 164 like, episodes. Oh, wow. Bunch of Discovery shows, right? Yeah. Deadliest Type Catch, shows Bloodline, like Gold Wars and shit Deadliest or Catch, something. Waco, <laughs> Jay Leno's Garage, Appalachian no. Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Storage Wars, Texas, yeah. Even in Texas? So, he's big into Storage Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dope. <laughs> All right. We're going to go over to our crematorium questions. Hey, guys. We got a crematorium. We threw some questions in there, and out came this pile of ash. <laughs> <laughs> nice. First thing in the, the ash pile is asking us, would we survive this one? And could you survive Leslie Vernon? And I think it's very possible out of all of our slashers we dealt with. It seems the most probable. Yes. Out of. I think just. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on where you are. are. Yeah, I feel like I'm likely to be the stoner on the couch and therefore (laughs) not dead. Yeah. Like if I am if I am subject to getting killed by Leslie. I guess I could be one of the cameramen, but he also plans for them too. Yeah. See, like, this is a difficult one because I feel like one... Certainly not the jock. Because out of all the slashers, I do agree with you, Brian. I think he's the most... He is the most survivable. Survivable? Survivable. Because he seems to move on with like... Because you could get lucky enough to be... Have you seen uh, his Halloran's where you get like a quick slice and he's like, I'm done. Yeah. I sliced it and I'm on to that. He, his kills... We didn't even talk about the big gore scene that was the fucking... Oh, yeah, the post post hole digger into the chest where where he pulls pulls out a heart and and puts puts it in his hand. But even the heart doesn't look like... Even like a heart. I don't know what I'm looking at. (laughs) Just the blood's pretty... It's a brighter red. Yes. It's one of that kind of... It's just a little bit off It's not like Romero's living dead house paint. Ross, what was your Hmm? I want to know your Goromator. I was low. I think I gave it... Uh, write it down. Yeah. Well, sometimes I write them down. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel like Good I don't. Sometimes I don't. I think I gave this maybe like a four. Uh, like whoa, we that's we high. We gave it a two point five. Yeah. Again, again, I like this movie, so I probably just gave it more than it needed. But well, that I mean that leads us into the good question of how do you feel about the goo. I think that could have been more. So much more. Big up it. Big up it. Big time. Yeah. This is like, there was so much opportunity to add so much goo into this film. I don't Mm. know if there was a reason why it was so tame, for lack of a better word. Yeah. 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 I honestly don't know. Like, I've watched this a million. Like, if it was made today, I don't know. I think they would. Mm. If this had a scene. I think if this had a scene. I don't know. Do you think they would? It's not like horror movies didn't have gore in 2006. I know. That's, I'm trying, yeah. I don't know. It's torture porn era. Maybe they're just trying to not make it about that at all or something and make it more, I don't more know. More about the meta, you know, in Maybe your expense. Suspense comedy. I mean, it's, it, it's 
obviously feels i'm sure the budget wasn't huge for it yeah oh uh, yeah that's what i'm saying but this is that's, i'm surprised psycho killers in in the movie because it's that's seems... where the budget went to <laughs> that's where the exactly exactly they kind of had a sit down meeting they're like listen we're gonna have to have about as much gore as friday the part seven um mm-hmm. so is everyone comfortable with that because we spent most of the fx budget just on talking heads even yeah. the implication the implied kills and off-screen kills on this are even like tame versions of those it's almost like well i guess this just happened whereas at least in other movies like you see the knife come up and go down like you don't really see that you'll just see somebody fall over it's it's i don't know totally so yeah, put put a goo hydrant on it and let every yeah, kill th- I mean, throw some goo at it. You could show the kills. You could, um, yeah. I mean, like kind of the one you're talking about, the goriest scene with a the post digger thing is like literally you're taking a human heart out, and then that's not even like you just spigots of blood, like or viscera, human hummus, tomato pasta, anything like that. Oh sure, lasagna, 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 spaghetti. Villain level one through ten. What do you? How do you feel? Leslie Vernon rakes on our oh. villain level, power level, and iconography. It's gonna be tough oh, because man. obviously a lot of people don't know about this movie. I'm gonna give him a seven. I'm going four on iconography because even though I've known this movie for a long time and I can picture him and he looks cool, it's not. But it's I'm just I can't give it a five. I don't think his look is a five. Power level, though, I am going three because I think his power level is his planning. It's his knowledge and know-how. Like, mm. everything mm-hmm. that we've seen this in whole movie from the moment we meet him has all been part of his plan. You know what I mean? He only shows oh, them yeah. what he wants them to see because ultimately he wants her to be the girl and probably his whole goal is for her to stand up to him at this house that, at the end of the movie. So, Do you think he was um, planning to get lit on fire? He has the flame retardant. He he put the jelly all over him before he started doing like the killing spree. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I agree with I gave, that. I, I bet yeah. the gasoline, uh, the gas canister would have not been there. Or like, yes, why was there a I canister of gas? Would, that is something yes, that he would have Exactly. Know. He, he would have done. Yep. Totally. I'm going to, honest, I'm going to give him an eight. I'm going to give him five. For, like, I almost I, I agree with the three. But yeah, I, but yeah I'm going to give him the full five for just the iconography on him. I think it's because the look is amazing, but also like the, the entire the, the title of the movie, like behind the mask, like both versions of Leslie are very striking at the, in their own accord as in like the, the slasher that we're presented to in, in the cinematic aspect of this film. And then the other Leslie that we're introduced to as the documentary side of this film are both just, I don't know, they're just amazing. See, Dr. Leslie as a character is a 10. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it is. It's, uh, this is the first time that like... But Leslie Vernon, the killer, is like a 7. Yeah, but I think with iconography, like he's he's (laughs) likable. Like this is one of the first bad guys you can root for. You know what I mean? Like in a, in a, I don't know, I don't know. The buildup for this is just, for me, just I almost want to give him an eight, like an eight five, but I'll stick with it. I'll go seven five. I'll give it a four point five for iconography because I like your rationale. Because like, when I think of iconography, I was for some reason forgetting of you know documentary Leslie as opposed to slasher. 
yes, killer. Yes, that's who I picture when I think of this movie. Yeah, I mean, I do too. <laughs> but then when, for some reason, when I just hear the villain level, I could, anyway, 4.5 4. Right. with that and, you know, give it the three for power level because I agree with a lot of that, but he doesn't quite hit the... We don't really know if he is supernatural at all because he could have just, you know, think... He might not just be really dead at the end. He just had his flame <laughs> yeah. retardant, so he's okay with the burn stuff mm-hmm. there. And then obviously he just slowed his down he's... heart rate down. So that's why he came back at the end. Like he could still just be human, but that's all planning. That's smart as shit. So powers powers three. Love it. Seven point five. Does this movie deserve a sequel? Do you think uh do you want something from yeah. this? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I know that Leslie also has been rooting for a sequel for a really long time. Like there's tons of videos about the uh, actors in this movie wanting to get a sequel made. Well, at I this point, I, I want the sequel to be like 20 years later. I There's two sequels I want possibilities. I either want like a 20 years later where Leslie's like the re- doing this all again. <laughs> the re-rise <laughs> of Leslie Vernon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure how you'd make that work. I'd probably somehow team him up with some, or maybe he's vlogging himself now, and that's somehow part of what he's doing because this documentary is out in his world because all these other slashers are real. So this movie, Behind the Mask, would be, would be a documentary in the reality of his movie. You get what I, I mean? Because yes. like the Friday okay, yeah. the 13th movies and Halloween movies and so on are real. What if it's um, like a road trip movie that's Leslie going around to all the slashers like hometowns ooh. and stuff making his own documentary and trying to, <laughs> I don't know, live up to something and getting inspiration. It's a real well, like... That, that was going to be my other idea was that there's like a new killer who's seeking out Leslie for oh. tutelage, like Leslie to be his Eugene kind of deal Ooh. do you know about eugene i always thought wait the character eugene the old uh his mentor do you know who he's supposed to be is he supposed to be i was assuming he was supposed to be like a jason no it's not supposed to be jason boys who is he supposed to be he made phone calls and said like very bad shit around a holiday. Is he Billy? Yeah. <laughs> that it's never mentioned. It's there's never anything directly in the movie, but there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff or whatever. References. That's he's supposed to be old Billy. Oh, that makes me love him even more. Of course it does. <laughs> I'm a, I it's I am an unashamed Billy boy. Uh, we, yeah. Yeah, little Billy boy. Yeah, we know. We know. Go ahead and listen to our episode on Black Christmas. That's still available, right? Uh, I, think so. I don't know. Maybe. If you're a patron, maybe. you can definitely hear it. There you go. Let's do it. You, you know what's funny when you said Black Billy from Black Christmas earlier. I definitely did not think Black Christmas and thought uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I bet you did. <laughs> and so when I was saying that that's like made sense for the victim choice and everything because he was just running out trying to stack up oh, bodies, just running around killing indiscriminately, it made more. It makes more sense for it to be that Billy than it does to be Black Christmas because he did target like sort of a traditional group of friends whereas the Billy from Silent Night Deadly Night was just out killing just going <laughs> out, a murder spree putting up numbers That's true. killing at random but there's the whole ominous Billy backstory of like 
maybe he was out killing and <laughs> like there there's right who sure. knows what billy yeah. was doing he was right. all just uh, crazy too. and out just killing it whatever anyway i cannot you see the that really turning into <laughs> eugene just, i gotta say <laughs> hey he just met a nice lady she caught him and right. she caught yes they settled down and he just mellowed yeah. out it's all a character it's like it remember though remember these like the slashers are like them in slasher character Right. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love the yeah. I like the <laughs> I like the theater of this movie in a lot of ways, where it's like you have your character which you're showing to the public, and then like God, like the off-duty slasher, sure. where it's like they're not. It's like really... in this world, so I imagine you, all the slashers so are like Leslie Vernon. <laughs> When Eugene time. goes it when Eugene was killed, he was like, <laughs> and then he'd like go home and be like, "Well, I gotta mow the lawn now." <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was yes, totally old, dude. It was just like he could have had a documentary crew following him around. Yeah. He'd be like, "All right, hold on, uh, watch this. I'm gonna make a phone call now, and it's gonna really freak them out and everything." <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> like. <laughs> Billy, where's the baby, Billy? I've been working on that voice for a month. <laughs> Precisely. Then they just kind of go back into whatever their it's like, little you know, It's really cool. I can do this thing where it sounds like multiple people are talking to each other in the background while I'm on this call. This is really Six, actually. Actually, do you want to help me out with this one? You can help me out. <laughs> yeah, I want you to know. yell in the background. Yeah. When, when Six I, years <laughs> of ventriloquy school just to do this one thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, see that's the world i want to see so that's why it's fun if he like goes around and interviews different what he's doing yeah. interviewing and uh, what idea this to like gonna... totally screw loose maniac just being a character for the <laughs> <laughs> just just for the public i honestly okay i'm gonna pay i'm gonna kind of ride on the coattails of yours i'm gonna say it's gonna be leslie vernon nemesis and i think it's because he's going to try to find another slasher to fight against because that's the new thing. Oh, is that like he's trying he, to find a like creative versus. Yeah. Yes. Eventually. So it's him just going a bunch, like a bunch of like, he tries going a list and then he has to go into like, you know, the minor leagues. Mm. So we get kind of like some probably good callbacks to some old slashers. Oh and yeah. Stuff like I that. love that. The idea of him like trying to get meeting with Jason or something. It's like Jason yes. won't take my calls. Freddie's been dodging my emails. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Fred. Jason has no reception underwater. Love all of it. Let's hear yours. That's Jump in the discord. What? Uh, nothing. I was just going to say Jason's not underwater. You know what I mean? He's got the best what? house on crystal Lake. Whatever. Just hanging out yeah, and relaxing. Exactly. Depends where we are in Jason's timeline. Well, all those things are just his backstory. That's not real. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's not actually. Saying. <laughs> Jason has a whole thing where, yeah, he has to go underwater, but you don't see the setup where he's like putting like. He has this whole oh storage god, container underwater with air tanks. Set up. And like, oh my god, yes. He's so got he all has of Crystal to go underwater Lake at this point. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. All of it, and it's all of its little inlets and outlets. Yeah, all of its inlets, all of its swamp areas, topographies, oh the whole different ecosystems. Could you imagine if underneath Camp Crystal Lake was the same tunnel system like in Disney World? So like he decides just take like a mini it cart. Is. He just mm -hmm. takes a golf cart underneath to a part of the lake he needs to go to. It just pops up. That's how it would be in this version. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's riding golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pops up pops up perfect um, alright uh, soundtrack <laughs> score on vinyl 
Um, there wasn't really no. much of Is one. Is there anything happening? Besides Psycho Killer Psycho at the killer? end. But yeah. like, yeah. that's about it. So, cool. Although, I'll... still, if it looked cool, I like the movie enough, I'd probably get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, You're give right, me a yeah. cool, cool addition. Um, anything action figure worthy? I said, hell yeah, I want a Leslie Vernon yeah. action figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I yeah. want both. And I don't want one that does both. I want two different ones. <laughs> now, want... don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want Leslie Vernon the killer. Yeah. The... I want cinematic Leslie and Docky Leslie. Yeah. I have always thought about a... I'm on Doc Leslie Hubbard. Vernon pencil sharpener, but it's just the Apple press. So you have to put the pencil in and then turn the top to like sharpen your pencil like an old school pencil sharpener. Like head. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, I'll definitely take Leslie. I'll take Doc Holleran. I would like. Ooh, yeah. Oh, sure. Those would be cool. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And merch your prop. Definitely. Give me that mask. Give me that. Uh, the mask would be great. Oh, my God. I would yep. love to to have that in the setup absolutely i would like the um forged microfiche that he Uh, slips in would be pretty good the article that'd be cool (laughs) yes the article would be great screen used article oh that'd be that's a good one noise noise all right um i mean if we should i guess we can ask this question how pearl's get definitely getting offed i mean she's going to be definitely hanging out at this old farmhouse I got this a, could be I her got farmhouse cool, i got a couple for the midnight show oh you got some for that what do you got yeah, oh, okay y'all y'all cook them up at the pet line where it says i only eat pets i can eat you uh oh everybody does found it to paradise lost <laughs> <laughs> yes found it <laughs> And uh, all the various uh, roles we got, we've talked about how agile and nimble he is. Um, there's a few we get where like that tumble back and jumps up when he jumps up. Uh, we yell Spider-Man, but you kind of yell it as if he's saying it to himself about what he just did. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Parkour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, yell Freddy is Dr. Loomis when we first meet. There's Freddy. Doc Halloran. (laughs) Is he having a nightmare? Dope. All right. Pearl. Dead. (laughs) Cool. On to the next one. I was going to say, honestly, I think Pearl's going to step out of the farmhouse that Leslie's trying to rent from her, and then she's going to accidentally trip, fall, and die. And then he's just going to drag her into the orchard and then just just do his evil plan. I think it would have to be accidental because Leslie would have no interest in her unless she, she was like nice to, you know, unless she was needed to as the red herring to set things off. Oh, my off. God. But hold on. Wait a second. If this is in the universe where everybody's totally not what they are, would Pearl just be like a grandma character to Leslie? Oh, yeah. She's like <laughs> not so she would so survive ha- because yeah, or maybe she, they'd be okay. like friends somehow like they'd be like would, friends this or she'd be like house. a mentor this might be yeah right. this is actually her house this and she said you can use it you can use yeah. the place yeah. but what happens is she's, she didn't realize she's had that this the, old farmhouse she's been letting a local legend build for years mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately she didn't realize that the orchard area is going to be filled up with blood and she trips and falls oh, into the blood she, oh, she breaks a hip and, oh, and drowns in in mud yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah. mud blood. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Pearl's out of here. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and pull out our own hand sights as we rate this film and start chopping off some fingers. Ross, since you came in late, you're gonna go first. How are you rating Woo-hoo! Behind the Mask? 
The Rise okay. of Leslie uh, Vernon. The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, okay, so engaging. Engaging is going to get a full one from me. No surprise. Um, the way that they integrate the documentary style with the traditional cinema style back and forth, I thought was just visually just amazing. I was I was engaged the entire time, like trying to figure out what this like if if the crew was going to go along with the plan if that, and then at the precipice and then having the whole movie flip on its head and then turn into a cinematic movie, I thought was just like, oh, I don't know. It was like uh, I was watching a movie in a movie. I just couldn't stay away from it, which leads right into Sticky. I quote, I, I say quotes from this movie all the time. Like the, you have no idea how much cardio it takes mm-hmm. to have, like just the, oh god. All we of mentioned those how just, like we still think of that this? to this day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, one hundred. Like, yeah. So just all the time, all the time. Like this movie is so fucking smart. Like this movie is on par wit and logic wise as like Scream in a lot of ways. And I feel that in the writing of this, because it knows what it is and doesn't have to hide behind the fact of like. A, like a conventional slasher mm-hmm. that I feel like it's even smarter with a lot of its dialogue and what it's trying to convey to the audience. Super mm-hmm. sticky, beyond sticky. This is like death trap sticky. Uh, t-shirtable, t-shirtable, full one. Leslie Vernon on anything would be fantastic. I mean, this God, even the shirts that they have had in the past that just the old oh they have the great one where it's like Leslie with his weird frumpy face on like above the barn with his hand side it was ugh, so good I've never seen <laughs> the behind like, the mask look, shirt I may have seen like one a fish out I of water I can't really recall anything I think it was through maybe it was Fright Rags or color it, we're not sponsored by any of them so I'm not going to say it's uh, okay you can mention <laughs> no you can't mention no. we're not sponsored we're not going to do that with brand stuff um <laughs> Fright rags, I'm sure. If it was before, if it was made before like uh, we were doing this podcast, I wasn't really looking at horror T-shirts. I think before then, that often, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. that is very true. And it had to it come up super, as a targeted ad, like mm-hmm. when I Troll Two came up on Facebook when I was on a toilet in Dallas and bought bought it immediately. Never forget where I was when I saw that Troll Two shirt. It's Dubai cockles. Okay, so my cockles were put into an apple press and beyond eviscerated like beyond eviscerated like this was turned into Juice. cockle cider um yum 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 oh yum. yeah <laughs> oh yeah cockle cider oh yeah there we go perfect <laughs> <laughs> and rewatchable is going to get a full one for me i watch this movie a few times a year just mm, for the wow, pleasure of it still it yeah, it's just it's a fun fucking movie. I don't know. It's I think it's to the point now I've seen it so many times that even with as much stuff as going on in the movie, it's just background for me cuz like I've seen it so many times mm-hmm. that like I still like am doing stuff around the house and just laughing hysterically at some of the jokes or just that <laughs> oh yeah. Or pause, you know, you like you get to a point where you pause and you get to watch the TV at the most like their favorite scenes. I got them all timed. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be five. This is going to full five. Full five for me. Five Yay! digits. Five from the Roos with the Seuss. Roos with the Seuss. Love it. The hand scythe just sliced them all off. Clean. And it was a clean chop too. So, hey, Sam, do you want to go next? How are you feeling sure. about that? I can go next. Do it. 
I am going to say engaging. Engaging is a full one. Um, first time I saw it, recent times I watched it for doing the podcast, all the times in between. Um, it's, yeah, never, never lost interest. Sticky, definitely. Plenty of lines that I've been saying since we saw this. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about how the the walking after somebody while they're running their ass off thing has stayed with you. Uh, for me, the um, Paradise Lost Founded thing has stayed with me. There's a few lines. The, uh, this year I'm going to reappear. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I've, yeah, a lot has stayed with me from this movie because I also watched it a ton back in the first, I don't know, four or five years it was out maybe because it back has been gap. a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what that means. <laughs> back in the day, it's just a like, different... The sorry, I'm just I'm just playing. I'm, I don't know. I it's just a phrase. <laughs> I know what it's. I know it's a phrase. I'm just All poking right. out the phrase. All right, that's fair. What gap? The gap between <laughs> your teeth. Shut up. Oh, right. back between '05 and '07 when I worked at the Gap. Oh, come to find out, it's a very specific time frame that he's talking about. This is all stuff about. no that actually happened there. All of this uh, at <laughs> at the Gap store. <laughs> Damn, they hung out at the Gap a lot. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Shout out, Nightclub. Nightclub podcast, listen to it. All right, we are T-shirtable. Yeah, full T-shirtable. It's uh, It's got the cool looks. I like it a lot. That's all you need, really. It's got the cool looks. Cool looks. <laughs> yeah. Then we're going over to Cockles. Cockles is definitely a full one. Part of it is just the humor of it. But also at this point, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And all that nostalgia. I guess nostalgia is generally positive. You don't use it for like, oh, yeah, that nostalgically makes me feel shitty. (laughs) No, that's called that's called trauma. I smell whiskey on (laughs) someone's breath. I'm real nostalgic for getting beaten. (laughs) No, man, I'm real nostalgic about I'm real nostalgic all those times about. I just sat in my room and cried. <laughs> cried a bunch. Really hated myself. <laughs> but I was listening to, I don't know, Radiohead, so I'm real nostalgic. <laughs> I'm real nostalgic about it. This is where it gets tricky for rewatchable, because the finger doesn't always quite work, but also revisiting it this time, it it wasn't as strong for me as it used to be, actually. It was, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want like a newer, better version that we make. So let's just think about that. Put that under your caps and marinate for a little yep, bit. Okay. Put some, put some of that sauce in your brain. Let it sit there. <laughs> Chuddle the mask, something like this. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it didn't, it, I, I don't want to, I'm not running to what, it's getting a 0.5. You would think this would be a five. But it's not something in me just... I I th- would have thought it was a five before revisiting it. And after revisiting it, for some reason, I can't get there. So it's a 4.5. You can't get there. Just almost there. Can't get there. All right. So that leaves me swinging in at the end here. <laughs> As he does. I'm going to go ahead and give you a one for engaging. Always engage with this film. Love this film. It's going to hit along the same points here. So... 
I'll speed it along. Sticky, as we mentioned before, all of our different bits that have stuck with this so well. So I'll definitely give that a one. T-shirt bowl is going to get the full one. Uh, cool image. Cool everything. See that on the screen? <laughs> Leslie face, his mask. <sighs> give me all of it. There, There's so many good, good, so much good imagery to be used. So full one for that. Cockles gets the one as well. Makes you feel good. Makes you love good and all oh. that just mm. nostalgic and trauma all together it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> and then for rewatchable i think i will agree with sam and give it a 0.5 because mm-hmm. i feel almost like it does you you almost hit it on the head like if i would have rate this before i did the rewatch on it it probably would have got a five mm-hmm. but rewatching it it did feel there there is a weird Personally, I feel like there's a weird pacing thing that starts happening in the third act. Yeah, I would agree. Where it's almost like we saw everything with Leslie plan out and we saw all those kills. And then we're it, it, it's almost watching it ag- again, again without yeah. enough mm-hmm. difference. Like, it, with, right. Yeah. And not enough, I guess, gore to sustain you for like and a the cool mm-hmm. kill and the pacing of it, it i mean it doesn't drag but it doesn't it's not fast either Ex- yeah yeah that that was my biggest notice mm-hmm. on these rewatches uh but needless to say a 4.5 is a fucking Amazing highly score. recommendable yeah. awesome score this sits us into the Chuttle club crypt for and oh, yeah, was, honestly rewatchable might dip for me after watching it another two dozen times <laughs> <laughs> you never know that's the, but, other, um, I, the other thing is i watched it so much revisiting it even though it's been probably over a decade or maybe about a decade who knows um it was all right there for me it's like i i didn't forget any of it you know what i mean yeah Yes. Gives it a 4.7. Uh, we didn't really get anything from the club members for this one. So, club members, go ahead and make sure you watch it. this one. Anybody that's active exactly. in the club. Try to mm-hmm. try to watch this. Uh, I think as of right, the recording, it's only rentable, but hopefully mm-hmm. you can get your hands on it. And we, I mean, a 4.7 is fucking highly recommendable. It sits yeah, just in the buy same it. company as Pussy Cake and the Babadook. And it's sitting above fresh in the sadness and the ring. So it's for sure. We, like you can rent it, but I don't know. You may want to just buy it. <laughs> we enjoy it. Let us know how you feel about it too. So that's going to go ahead and kick us to the outro because I don't have a final thingy for you all uh, tonight. Did just Leslie to kill it? Wipe us on out here. Leslie killed it. Um, he rose from the dead and that's how the sequel went. He came and killed our final thingy and jumped on <laughs> out of So that's going to conclude the Chuttle Club movie meeting. Meeting. Movie meeting club movie. For tonight. And as a movie club member, don't forget to jump into our Discord and contribute to the conversation and let us know how you feel about these movies, anything that we have coming in the future, anything in the past as well. We're hanging out, chit-chatting doing all the fun stuff there. We have our Instagram where you can always follow us as well, which would be totally awesome if you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't forget, you can follow Ross on that Instagram as well at Ross Purvis. Oh, hey. You can follow Sam at Chuttle the Sam on Letterboxd. Um, I'm on there. I'm chilling if you want to find me as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your choice. Hey, nobody's I've added been, me been... yet, so but maybe, maybe now that you're on there, it'll happen. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Okay, <laughs> add add one of us to do it, but don't have the other. 
and then message us and say hey i i listened to that episode where you said this thing and that's what's happening it's not because yeah yeah (laughs) find us get at us uh go ahead please uh rate and review us if you have it that'd That'd be be fantastic we'd like that that's uh, that's the gift that keeps on giving it really well yeah sure it does because you know lets other people know that the, the cool person that you are thought that we were cool yeah yeah right? totally and tell your friends family uh co-workers ouija board um clergymen mm-hmm. uh tell your ouija board countrymen tell your countrymen <laughs> tell- <laughs> <laughs> your it's your civic your- and national duty <laughs> <laughs> let them know about shuttle pod anyway i will stop rambling and i'll say good night and we love you and you know until next time Avoid the time loop.